Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome into another episode of the Steelers Q&A. My name is Jeremy Betts. I'm here with you on a Saturday morning, going live on YouTube, Twitter, X, and Facebook. If you happen to see this as you're scrolling through, or if you know that this show starts somewhere between 9 and 9.30, typically on Saturdays, then I hope you can join in. I hope you can ask some questions. I hope we can answer those for you here. I am unfortunately not going to have a guest on this weekend. Uh, again, it is a very difficult to get somebody for this this early morning hour. Not a problem, though. I'm here, and we're able to get this rolling. The Steelers coming off a rather impressive second half in their victory against the Rams. I include the entire second half in that uh, because they just didn't get many opportunities in the third quarter to to do really much of anything. But the opportunity that presented itself after the TJY interception, they capitalized with six points. That's what you need out of this team. When your defense puts you in favorable position, it needs to turn into touchdowns. And that's what they did last week in the third quarter. And then the fourth quarter came and the 2023 Pittsburgh Steelers turn into the 2023 Dolphins or the 1999 Rams or <clears throat> any number of incredible offenses from the past few years. Um, it's just like they flip a switch. And I think I know why. And we're going to address that a little bit today um, as well. So, uh, but thank you so much for tuning in, uh, whether that's live or whether that that is later on on the audio only feeds. You can check this out. You can also go to YouTube and watch the live video. I know that most of you are just dying to see the, the wonderful face behind this amazing voice. And uh, if you get that chance, take that chance because you will not regret it. Not at all. All right. Enough joking. And let's get down to business. This podcast, as always, is brought to you by the Steel Curtain Network, a part of the Fans First Sports Network. The all-new sports network is here for the fan. Now, if you are a listener of others and you would like to contribute in some way to our efforts, whether that's the Steelers, whether that's another team, <clears throat> whether that's another sport altogether than the football game that we talk about here, you can do that. You can uh, reach out to us. You just go to fansforsports.com and you can get on our website. And take a look at your options there. There's a, a spot down below where you can sign up to basically put in uh, your resume, if you will, <laughs> apply, if you will, to become a contributor for Fans for Sports Network. We would love to have you on board. Thank you again for tuning in. All right. We are going to just jump right into today's conversation. 
let's start with the the upcoming trade deadline and this game upcoming for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I've got a question right off the bat from Blizzard Gang Gaming. Thank you, Blizzard Gang Gaming, for joining in. Man, say that five times fast. Not going to try it here. Do you see us making any trades? I think we need to upgrade at the corner position. Man, I think the whole NFL knows we need to upgrade at the corner position, and they're going to uh, play us that way until proven otherwise. I think it's very, very intriguing, um, the 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 kind of options that could be available to the Steelers. They've already made some moves at cornerback, and they're in experiencing some injury uh, issues as well at the cornerback position. So you've got guys that potentially – uh, could could be limited or miss this game up against the Jaguars. And then you're going to have to call up in the reserves. And at this point, in my humble opinion, trying the reserves cannot do any more damage than Levi Wallace has done on the edge. So I think that's where you start, Blizzard Gang Gaming, is that you start with these reserves this week. This is your trial run here, okay? And if Luke Barku or... Uh, Darius Rush or uh, Pierre, uh, I can't think of his name right now, <laughs> James Pierre, there you go. If one of those three guys cannot step up and provide you better than Levi Wallace, then you have to make a trade. You just do. If you're going to roll with this secondary the rest of the season, you've got to keep or you've got to go out and, and, and get a, a cornerback here. You just have to do it um, because you're not going to keep winning football games the way you've been winning them. That's not sustainable um, over the course of a whole season. And it's not sustainable once you get to the playoffs, which is where Steelers fans really want their the success to be. I mean, for all intents and purposes, I'm not saying anybody's out there actually saying this, but Steelers fans almost would rather the team not make the playoffs than to get to the playoffs and look like a, a total uh, waste of time in the playoffs you got to be winning playoff games if you're getting there. So this is something that just, just has to be um, has to be thought through by the front office. We've seen this front office make big moves before Kevin Colbert did it with Minka Fitzpatrick, but Omar Khan has definitely not been shy at going out and getting players and adding them to the arsenal to help this team become a winner. And I really think his moves have paid off so far. I think a lot of the Steelers issues obviously are schematics and things like that, not necessarily the players they're bringing in. So you go out and you get yourself a corner here as blizzard gang gaming is uh, suggesting here. Uh, even if it's an average league corner, you are upgrading your secondary by leaps and bounds because you've got a guy in Joey Porter jr. Who I think can be average to above average this season as a rookie. And then you go out and get somebody on a half-year rental here that's a a halfway decent corner, and you're you're in so much better shape than you have been the last few weeks. So all that to say, BGG, I think uh, I do see us strongly considering it. Whether other teams are willing to deal or not will be the case. And don't get me wrong, I would love to see Pat Sertan in Pittsburgh that's just not going to happen. They have too many high-priced players on this defense already. The Broncos are going to keep one or two of their big-time building blocks moving forward. Sertan appears to be one of those. Lockdown corners on rookie deals are extremely difficult to come by. 
And it's not exactly like he's having an all-world season this year. The whole defense is struggling. So, um, you know, the they're not going to get the value out of him that I, I think that they would want to. So I'm going to say that he's out of the question. I could be wrong. I would be extremely shocked, but I'm going to say he's out of the question for now. The Steelers could go with a mid-level corner somewhere else and end up just fine and be in a much better position than they were um, just earlier this season. Go out and get a Steven Nelson type player. Not necessarily Steven Nelson. I know he's a big piece of what Houston's doing right now. That type of player. Go out and get one. You just got to do it. All right. Um, I'll bring this up as a follow-up from Blizzard Gang Gaming as well. No disrespect to Patrick Peterson, but he's too old to play football and it shows. Patrick Peterson's not the big problem to me. It's it's Levi Wallace. And I get it. Peterson's been struggling. But he's not the big issue. You can move him somewhere else and he'll be better. You can't move Levi Wallace around. Uh, either by their unwillingness to do it or by his inability to do it. You just can't. And they haven't been. So Wallace is the one who needs to put his butt on the pine, in my opinion. And you get Patrick Peterson moving inside and somebody else on the outside. I'll say this about Darius Rush. I had a super high, um, not great, I guess, but super high opinion of him in the draft process. I thought he could go in the second or third round. He dropped a little bit more than that. But still, this is a guy that has a ton of upside and looked really, really good at the Senior Bowl against NFL-level competition. I think that he has a chance to grow into something. The Colts just didn't have space for him or didn't see that in him. Um, the Colts are not a defensive team anyway, so you just got to kind of chalk that up right now to they didn't see it in him, and the Steelers got lucky enough to be able to claim him off a practice squad. Let's see if it plays out. I think it can, and that he can be a fantastic addition, uh, especially for 2024. Um, maybe you get him some playing experience this year. You get him ramped up through training camp next year, and him, Joey Porter Jr., and uh, Corey Trice become a really good trio on the outside. A great question here from Afton Forehead. Afton, welcome into the show. Thanks for being in here for a while. Now you've been here since the start. Thank you for doing that. Uh, can the offensive line, the Steelers offensive line, that is keep Josh Allen off. Can he pick it? It's a tall task. I'd be more concerned about their interior pressure, forcing Kenny Pickett to start seeing ghosts and seeing the need to escape when there's the pocket, when there's not really a need to do so. And then him just rolling into sacks. That's been his biggest issue. And if you roll into these edge guys, they're going to take you down. I know Trayvon Walker, first round pick last year, wasn't hasn't lived up to that billing, but he's still a good player. He's not he's he's not a first round or first overall pick worthy uh, player currently. That's not what he has has been. Um, but he's still a solid defender, really good in run defense, and then. You know, he, he'll take sack opportunities when they're presented to him. It's just Josh Allen feasting on the other side. If you look at their stats, Josh Allen and TJ Watt are basically the same player this year with uh, TJ just making a few more bigger splash plays and scoring a couple uh, scoring a touchdown this season. So um, very similar uh, in stats, very similar in uh, how quickly they're getting to the passer. Um, I think it's going to be tough. I would expect maybe um, a takedown or two for this Josh Allen-led uh, defensive line. But I think this, the secondary for um, for the Jaguars is suspect, and I think that's where you can attack this team. So 
uh, that would be my consideration for, for this question here. Apton asks another good question. Do you think the Steelers target Justin Simmons? I don't. I, I, I think that um, safety is, is probably the least of concern on their mind right now. And uh, it, it probably shouldn't be. But again, we're talking about adding more high-priced players to this defense. That's not really the direction that they're probably going to need to go here. When you've got superstars on all three levels, you've got TJ Watt making a, a boatload of money. You've got Cam Hayward making a boatload of money. You've got Alex Highsmith now making a boatload of money and Minka Fitzpatrick uh, earning his dimes as well. Um, you've got to fill in now your defense with low-priced key filler pieces. That's what you've got to do, and they have to work out. So that's what happens when you pay three or four big stars on one side of the ball. The The rest of the talent around them kind of drops off because you're you're working with what you've got, and you're having to – having to really identify system players that fit roles in your defense. That's what Bill Belichick in his uh, prime days was so good at doing on the defense was putting guys in roles where they can succeed, not asking them to do too much, do your job and everything will work out because our stars are going to take care of the rest. Levi Wallace hasn't been up to, up to snuff here so far. The interior guys outside of, uh, well, with Cam Hayward injured, haven't really lived up to that billing in the run defense. The inside linebackers have been okay. Uh, yeah, they're just okay. Um, but they haven't really lived up to that billing either. So you've got a defense that's got some holes, giving up some yards, and living off of the big play. Jacksonville's kind of been the same way. They lead the league in takeaways. They're They're not very good on defense. They're just splashy like the Steelers. If the Steelers offense can avoid turnovers, then they have a really good chance in this game. All righty, let's see here. Thanks to everyone for for hopping in. We've got we've got Jeremiah Yoder in, we've got Darth Sniper, Mike M. Um he brings up this I and yes, you're correct. Don't forget about Trice before his injury. He looked every bit as good as Joey Porter Jr. I know it's next year, but that should still affect long-term signings. It should. Um but you can trade for somebody this year that helps you this year and move on from them uh, and, and feel good about where you're at next year as well. Jeremiah Yoder, let's introduce Sunshine, Trevor Lawrence, to TJ Watt. Let's do it. Uh, they haven't played each other yet, I don't believe. So this is, uh, except for in the preseason uh, a couple years ago, and that doesn't count, obviously. So, um, yeah, TJ Watt needs to be in the backfield. Uh, a crazy stat that I looked up um so in 2022 when tj watt was injured he had one game where he had back-to-back games with or one set where he had back-to-back games with zero sacks outside of that since 2019 when tj watt really came on as a, a kind of a star in this league since 2019 tj watt has never had a uh two games in a row with zero sacks and he averages 1.6 sacks in the game following a zero sack performance. So watch out Trevor Lawrence, TJ Watt is coming for you. Absolutely coming for you. Let's transition here to some talk about the secondary. Afton Ford says, I just want to make it doing make a things. His talent is wasted, is wasted at strong safety. Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, 
what else can you do? He's the best tackler on this team, and the Steelers' run defense is a is a sieve of epic proportions right now. So you, you, he's got to play up there, and it's not a stealing of this defense by doing so. Um, but he's got to play up there right now and and make tackles because otherwise the the Steelers are are going to just lose games on the sheer basis uh, that they give up too much too many yards on the ground. Now I'll, I'll say this: Yes, I want Minka doing Minka things, um, you know, taking the ball away and and being special on the back end. But this is also what Minka provides you. I think that without Minka on in the secondary making plays in the run game, uh, covering tight ends, doing doing the things that he's been doing that are less flashy but still important. Without him, they've lost a couple more of these games because uh, specifically against the Rams, he was a menace in the backfield. He was a menace along the line of scrimmage. And the, the Rams ran for a lot of yards, but it took them a lot of rushes to do it. They did not uh, put up efficiency on the ground. So that's Minka Fitzpatrick. That's some of these second-level players making tackles. So, to me, I I, I get what you're saying there. Uh, obviously, you limit the ceiling of what he can do and what the Steelers team can do with him not roaming the back half and reading quarterback's eyes and everything, but he's still providing massive support for this defense and, and is a key cog in, what they're, in how they've been winning games. So, all right, before we keep going, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back... We're going to keep answering questions. We're going to keep talking about this upcoming game against the Jaguars about the trade deadline. So uh, while we're on our little quick break here, uh, not going anywhere on the live show, just think of some more questions. We'll be talking about those. And then if you're listening on audio, just going to pay some bills real quick, and then we'll be right back. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chabacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. We're back here on the Steelers Q&A. Thanks for tuning in. Got more questions to get to here. Brian Brown is in the chat. And he asked this question. My neighbors are ridiculing me over this game. Should I spray paint spots on their cat if the Steelers win? Absolutely. You should absolutely do that. Um, you know, we would need to know exactly, you know, the color of this cat and see if that actually works. But, you know, if it's like a, yeah, if it's a gold cat and you can spray paint some black spot, yeah, do it. I mean, it's just a cat, right? <laughs> no, I, um, you know, ask their permission first. No, I don't, I don't know. You're going to have to figure this one out on your own, Brian Brown, but I would do it personally. I would do it. All right. All right, let's bring up another question here. John Stevens says, isn't Lawrence questionable for Sunday? Yeah, but he's going to play. Um, it, it's it's one of those things. It's just like he has to be on the injury report because of the knee injury that he sustained a couple weeks ago. Played through it and played really well last week. He's going to do so again this week. Um, it, does it give the Steelers an opportunity to maybe get to him a little bit better, a little bit more while he's limited? Maybe. But also, Jacksonville has adjusted really well since that injury, and they've been playing quick games, quick balls, getting out, uh, hitting these receivers on slants, crossers, and, and outs, digs, all those types of things that Christian Kirk has been feasting. Um, Calvin Ridley, you know, he's he's more of a role player right now, and teams are, are really figuring him out. Oh, it's shutting him down, and it's allowing these other guys to, to really feast. Um, Steelers are going to have to watch themselves in the secondary. This is a tough matchup for them this week. And uh, Lawrence is questionable, but he will he will play for sure. <clears throat> Excuse me. All right. After another question, do you think Matravius Adams will build on his better run defense from last week? I I hope so. You need him to. Um, it's going to really be interesting to see how the Steelers play this Cam Hayward um, injury. Are they going to bring him back for Thursday night football? They're going to wait till Green Bay, or they're going to wait till uh, Cleveland, Cincinnati, back to back weeks. Um, in the meantime, though, somebody's got to step up. I would like to think Montrevious Adams can. They had him pegged as a nose tackle in this defense. He's he's not really a nose tackle. He's more of a a three tech. Um, when you do that, you give up some. When you do that, you give up some. Uh, the run stopping abilities, but he did play a little bit better last week. I hope he can, he can do that. This, the Jaguars interior O-line is, is a little bit of a mess. So maybe they can take advantage of that. Um, you know, it's, it's one of those things you, you can, you could watch for, um, for sure, because I, I think he's going to, he's going to have to be a big piece of this defense anyway, if they want to come out of here with a win against Travis Etienne, who also has not been the most efficient back on the ground, but, they give him the ball a lot. He scores touchdowns. He knows how to get in the end zone. Got a nose for that. They're going to have to be able to stop him. Brian Brown goes back to the cat issue and says, I'm kidding, but my neighbors are very confident that the Jags are going to win. I think they have every right to be. This Jaguars team is is good. 
They really are. And this is a Steelers team with lots of flaws. So the problem with teams coming into a game against the Steelers is that they look at the box scores. They look at the the tape from previous games and they're like, oh, man, our team should be able to beat this team. Yeah, we're confident in this. And then they go to the Accrashire Stadium and then they get renegated and they get Mike Tomlin and they get Kenny Pickett in the fourth quarter. And what do you do? I mean, it's like we should have won this game five times, but we didn't. And now the Steelers walk away with a, a win. If you look at the four wins for the Steelers outside of maybe the Raiders game, um, the other teams should all feel like they played better than the Steelers and walked away with a, with a loss. Um, Cleveland, uh, Baltimore, L.A. last week, all these teams should be like, this is this is our most embarrassing loss of the season because we outplayed them for the most. The majority of the game, we still lost. That's just how the Steelers play football this year. So buckle up, put your own chin straps and helmets on. You're going to need them in your living rooms this weekend watching these games every weekend because the Steelers just, they just like to keep it close. They like to keep it interesting. Um, they don't they don't like any snooze fest in their games. Um, you know, and I know there's been a couple blowouts this year where the Steelers have been on the wrong end of it, but that's not going to happen uh, where the Steelers <laughs> blow out somebody else. Just just kind of bet on that. All right. What do the Steelers have to do to jumpstart the run game? I think what they did last week, um, which is just tell Najee Harris to run hard straight. Just run hard straight, Najee. And then once you get through the the line of scrimmage, then do your stuff. But Najee, just run hard straight. They're not going to stop you at full speed running into the back of that offensive line. We saw it at the end of last year. The Steelers offense is designed open a hole, go through the hole. Don't be dancing back there. Quit trying to force defenders one way or the other. Just hit the hole. Let the offensive line do their job. And if they don't do it well, break a tackle. Najee Harris is good at that. If they do do it well, you're five yards down the field with a full head of steam. Go get a first down. And that's kind of been the successful pieces of the run game that we've seen. It's got to be Najee and Jalen Warren. It has to be both of them. Um, if you get one guy in there for too much of the game, the defense can adjust to it. Um, I have changed my tune a little bit. I've been preaching Najee Harris, wear them out in the first half, and then light them up with Najee, or with Jalen Warren in the second half. I kind of switched my tune here a little bit. Get Jalen Warren going in the first half. Let him uh, get out in some space. Um, show some explosiveness. Get defenses on their heels. And then pound uh, Thor, Najee Harris, the hammer at him. You know, um, get him involved then and and take away football games. Najee Harris is a way better runner in the second half of ball games than he is in the first half. That's just the way it is. So get the running game going by run straight run hard, run fast, and and don't be too fancy. Don't get fancy out there. All right. Let's see. Brian Brown says, with all the corner struggles, why can't James Pierre get another shot? That's been my question. Is And I've said this a lot. You see me say it on X. You see me say it here. You see me say it on other podcasts. Uh, it's getting tiresome, honestly. It can't be worse than Levi Wallace. It just can't be. Even if you put in another guy and he's given up big-time touchdowns and he's given up 
uh, catches all over the lot. It can't be worse. That's exactly what Levi Wallace is doing. Levi Wallace just has two picks in one game to make you feel okay about him. So, uh, no, no, it can't be worse. Um, so, yeah, why can't James Pierre get another shot? Um, why can't Luke Barku get a shot? Why can't Darius Rush get a shot? You, you literally can't be hurting any worse if you do this. Um, you know, and, and maybe if you do that, then you say, okay, Minka, get back there a little bit and, and take some footballs away and help these guys out. Maybe that's even better. And then you, then you send Keanu Neal down to strong safety to play up in the box and, and take away, um, the running game as another linebacker. That's, that's what they need to do. Let's just do it. Let's just do it. So, uh, it's gotta be that, uh, give, give one of these guys a shot, give Pierre Give Barku, give Rush a shot. One of them, multiple of them. I don't care. Just get Levi Wallace off the off the football field. My biggest pet peeve of the season, if you can't tell. Um, Jeremiah Uter, going back to another question, says to jumpstart the Steelers' run game. Jalen Warren, Jalen Warren, and more Jalen Warren. I can't disagree with you. It's got to be more of him for sure. Um, but I don't know. Now this starts to get into question. Najee Harris was one year left on on his rookie deal. And uh, this is his third season. Yeah, third season. So after this year is when the Steelers make decisions on fifth year options. I don't think they, I don't think they pick up his fifth year option. Um, I I don't think so. So we'll see. Um, but yeah, Jalen Warren, man. Um, you obviously don't get him for the fourth year because he's a undrafted free agent so you're gonna have to rework his contract if you want to keep him i think you got to keep him though and then you you maybe draft another running back this year in in the back portion of of the draft or uh search the free agency route for for somebody but um yeah i think naji naji's time is is probably coming to a close in pittsburgh after next year um he just hasn't been i don't think what all they wanted him to be. And that's not to say he's been horrible, but he's been, he's been less than what we thought he could be coming out of coming out of uh, the draft. So we'll see. All right. Let's go to, Whoa, Dave Schofield in the chat. What's up, Dave? Thanks for joining in. Uh, Dave, you've got a difference of opinion from me. We've been talking about that a little bit on our Slack channel too. Uh, Wallace isn't good, but better than those guys. I, I, I mean, I'm going to say it here cause my show, haha, Dave, how about that? <laughs> Just kidding. Um, I'm going to say here, I, I disagree hundred percent. I think you don't know Wallace is better than those guys until you get them on the field and let them have a shot. So, um, you know, th- maybe, maybe they turn out to, to be worse, but it, if it's worse, it's incrementally worse and it's not something, some major drop off in production because there has been no production outside of the picks from Levi Wallace. He's an absolute liability in coverage. He's slow. He, he can't work across the field with with receivers. It's just not a good situation. So uh, I don't know, Dave, uh, I don't know what you see in this Wallace guy, um, but I'm not seeing it. So Uh, let's see. Afton says, is there a reason to worry about three cornerbacks being questionable? There is reason to worry, especially when you've had these young guys um, practicing uh, with the first team, which has been mentioned here. Now, it should be noted that several insiders for the Steelers are saying that they believe Joey Porter Jr. will play. Um, 
whether Wallace uh, plays, whether Pierre plays is, is in question um, and how much they play is in question. So uh, that's just kind of where I, I think a lot of people are like, oh, they're, they're maybe preparing replacements for Levi Wallace and Patrick Peterson. I don't think that's the case, unfortunately. I think uh, what they're doing is prepping uh, guys to fill in in case these guys can't go a whole game or can't go any of the games. So there is reason to worry because obviously communication can change. Um, you do have a, a really good pass offense coming into town. So you'd like to have some consistency consistency back there. But then at the same time, as I've been preaching, you need some fresh faces back there as well. And now's as good a time as any, in my opinion, just get it done, rip the bandaid off and see what you've got in some of these guys. Let's get it done. All righty. Let's see. Uh, okay. Um, no more questions in the chat currently, but you know, I just wanted to kind of give my thoughts on this, why the Steelers could be, are looking better in the second half of, of football games. Why, especially in the fourth quarter, you just see this offense jump another level. And I've got, um, I've got two words for you, timing and anticipation. That is, that is second half Steelers football. In the first half of games, uh, let, let me preface this by saying, um, if you don't watch JT O'Sullivan from the QB school on YouTube, if you don't watch his breakdowns of quarterbacks, you're missing out as a football fan. You just, you're just missing out because he's a very fair evaluator. He breaks down play design and concept very well. He shows you quarterbacks and 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 what they're doing and whether they're inviting pressure whether they're um navigating the pocket very well whether they're getting out and doing um doing incredible things or if they're inviting some of the issues in the first half of games Kenny Pickett invites a ton of issues and the scheme is partially at fault yes but Kenny Pickett rolls into pressure steps up into pockets when he doesn't need to gives himself weird angles he doesn't hit the back foot, as O'Sullivan likes to say, put all his cleats in the ground and drive footballs with anticipation and timing. He doesn't do that in the first half. And then in the fourth quarter, he does. It just is a, a massive shift of philosophy for Kenny Pickett. He is back with a purpose and anticipation. He's trusting play calls. He's throwing darts to the sideline. He's hitting guys like Joey Porter Jr., Joey, like George Pickens over the middle of the field for 30-yard gains on a drive where you absolutely have to have it to close it out. He is a different quarterback, and it's not just, oh, he turns it on and he finally uh, has figured out the defense at this point. No, it's that he's finally hitting his back foot and making a decision. It's anticipation. Go out and watch um, O'Sullivan's Week 7 breakdown of Kenny Pickett and you'll see it throughout the whole first half. He's he's patting those feet. He's he's double clutching. He's 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 not sure of where he wants to go. He's trying to make plays where there aren't plays. And then in the fourth quarter, he's taking the play and running with it. He's he's running the play that's called. And that's going to come out like I'm defending Matt Canada, and I'm saying that Canada's calling good plays and. And needs to be, and the load needs to be taken off of him to a point, yes. But also, part of why, part of why Kenny Pickett has 
struggled early in games is that this this the conceptual design of this offensive structure makes throws harder, makes things more difficult. Reads are harder. So in the fourth quarter, Kenny Pickett's just like, screw it. I'm throwing the football where it's supposed to go. And he's outplaying the scheme. He's he's getting a foot in the ground and hitting a guy. He knows where he wants to go with the football. He's just like, okay, screw it. Let's go. And, and that's what's winning football games in the fourth quarter for these guys. It's that timing and anticipation. It's three-step drop, foot in the ground, fire it off. It's five-step drop, foot in the ground, fire it off. It's roll out, read, read, hit your guy, read, read, hit your guy. And, and it, it, he knows where he wants to go with the football. <clears throat> and then we've seen a couple of plays where it's out of structure for him in the fourth quarter. But for the most part, in the fourth quarter, when they need a drive, Kenny Pickett, he just he just does what the play asks him to do. He just he it's like if you if you ran a simulation of it, that's what it would look like. That's what he's doing. Um, and that's just how he needs to play all game long. If he can play with timing and anticipation early in football games, get the ball out of his hands. Um, I think that the offensive system will look better than it has. And I think that Kenny Pickett will look better than he has. And the Steelers will score a lot more points because they have some dogs on this offense. They have some incredible, incredible wide receivers. George Pickens, Deontay Johnson, he's just good. He just is. Um, George Pickens is, is awesome. George Pickens is a top five receiver in this league. I'm calling it right here and now. Calling that shot. You just can't beat him one-on-one, and he needs to get footballs thrown his way. And Kenny Pickett's starting to realize that. Go get him. So that is my call here is that you just got to you just gotta put it together and, and run what's, what's called, run what's designed, and, and make plays. So, all righty. Um, we're going to ignore Dave uh, as he's coming back at me here. Excuse me. <laughs> uh, hiding some things here um, uh, because he, he's making some some points here. Uh, no, I you know, I, Dave, I, I, I see what you're saying here. I get it. But um, they, they need to uh, they need to figure out something. So um, I, to me, I see like I see like this cornerback situation as the one thing that could keep the Steelers from. um from really competing on defense the whole season because there are going to be games where TJ Watt doesn't make plays. There's going to be games where um, Alex Highsmith doesn't get in the backfield and, and get a strip sack. So uh, in those games, you've got to, you got to figure out something else. And the games where they haven't done that, they've lost big time. So something's got to change, whether that's bringing in a player um, from outside, whether that's trying somebody else in the middle of the field, you know, or in the middle of the season, it's just got to be done. So, all right. Well, thank you so much for joining this Saturday morning. I really appreciate everyone who joined in the live chat. Appreciate all of you who will listen later on as well. Again, this show, um, and probably next week we'll be back on Sunday night because we got a Thursday night football game. So, uh, hopefully then I'll be able to get us a guest because it's Sunday night and not Saturday morning. And we'll be able to roll that way. Uh, but thank you again for tuning in as always. Here on the Steel Curtain Network, we hope that you stick with us throughout the whole rest of the NFL season. We're going to be breaking down every game from every angle. 
that you can possibly imagine for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Keep coming back. Thank you so much for joining. That's going to do it for me here today on the Steelers Q&A. We'll see you next week. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.